Hey guys, I just wanted to reach out to you and let you know that Surewinder is still selling amazing products. Some of you guys have been dragging your feet for whatever reason. If your shoulder hurts, do not waste time. Pull the trigger. I just bought uh, four or five of them and uh, we had two guys out. You know how much it cost me to pay for two guys being out with bad shoulders? We just pulled the trigger and we said, listen, everybody's going to have one on a truck. It's mandatory. You got to use it. Don't hesitate. Don't wait till your guys go down. It's going to cost you more. Buy a Sherwinder. It's not every day someone invents something that changes the game. I found out about this product that I'm talking to you about, uh, and I had to try it. So I ordered a few, and after using it, I'm sold. Now we stock them on our trucks. It's called Allbrace. And it will help you sell more service and buy you time until doors come in. There's never been a greater time for a product like this. Phil has a video on his website of him cutting a door literally in half, installing the all brace and running it like nothing ever happened. It is literally incredible. One of the greatest selling videos I've ever seen. You're going to want to check it out at all-brace.com. What's up guys? Ryan here, Torch Talk Podcast. And... There's been a lot going on in my life. I sold my house and uh, that was a whole deal. So like, I, I think consciously I was not prepared and I have been postponing this moment for a long time, but I believe we're at top of market. So, but when like you have a dog and kids and wife and people are wanting to see your house all the time you're having to like pack everybody up and leave and it's just a lot so my whole life's been upside down and having open houses and showings and inspections and appraisers coming today and like just chaos in the meanwhile uh josh strategically planned his vacation that same week i'm just kidding uh josh was off brie his sister which Hence, do not hire family that go on vacation together. Uh, was also on vacation, but we have a, a bright spot. We uh, we we brought on um, a new girl name. I guess can you call her a new, a new girl? We brought on a new person. Be politically correct. Um, and her name's MJ, and we changed our strategy on training for our CSRs coming on and uh, really utilized power selling pros as well. And it has paid off. I mean, I think on the third or fourth day I walked in there and I was like, all right, you're on the phones. And she's literally by herself because Bree's on vacation. Well, we had Chad, uh, but yeah, I just cut her loose and she was panicking at first, but I just sat down and told her, I was like, look, you can't screw it up. Even if people don't book or they get mad and cuss you out, it doesn't matter. We'll call them back and apologize. Just have fun. Just have fun. Uh, she's got a dispatch background. And she, uh, like, I left the room, closed the door so she could have her privacy. Went back in there, like, a couple hours later. And she's just, uh, like, like, she had been there for five years. Like, just on it. And uh, had booked all the calls that came in got a phone call from a guy in the field talking about how awesome she was and how she did such a great job and the customers liked her. So I think we got a good one. So I'm really excited about that. 
Uh, we also brought on Andy uh, full-time, who was a part-time like project manager for commercial. Uh, we, we have had to let a few people go, unfortunately. Um, and that is definitely, I think when you look at it, impacts your culture regardless, right? When you have, I think we've not yet really hired anybody who's bad culture fit. And so when you let someone go and they're still a good culture fit, it causes some, some confusion. Uh, but we uh, sent out an email to everybody, which I like to do usually when we let people go just to kind of let everybody know like where we're at with it. Um, and, 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 um, you know, let them know that they're not a bad person and, you know, you can still be friends with them and, you know, just set the expectations that, you know, this is, this is a tough, this is, this is the sucky part of being in business. Um, and, uh, so in the grand scheme of things, uh, here we are, we're about to jump into our podcast and today we've got David Mount on. And for those of you guys who don't know David, I've mentioned him quite a few times on here, but we uh, we hired him to come in. Well, we actually sent a couple guys up to him. He does mount on-site training, but he does it on-site and at his place. So the name can be a little bit deceiving, I guess, but it's a good name because uh, he can't. He will come to you, uh, which is hugely beneficial especially if you have a training center and I think he's got his own equipment he can bring, but uh, we'll get into all of that. Uh, he's, he's our guest today. And we also have Tamara. What up? What up? She's got the blurry background working today with the straight long hair. <laughs> it's what, always this length. <laughs> what motivated you to do straight? Uh, I, I don't know. Just got a wild hair this morning. Wild hair and went straight. I don't know. Have I ever seen you with straight hair before? All the, the entire time we were in Vegas, I had straight hair. Five straight days. I do not remember those days. So <laughs> that would probably have something to do with it. So David's with us. David, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being here, dude. I know you got a busy schedule. Um, so I want to jump right in. Tell us a little bit about Mount Training and the services that you guys offer. So we do, uh, we do on-site training, as you had said, and uh, we also have trainings at our place. Um, and we do it from residential uh, sectional doors. We'll do commercial sectional, rolling steel, rolling fire doors. Uh, we offer certification testing from IDEA on all of those. Um, and we can come up with anything you want to train on. Um, such in your case, when we went down to uh, train with you, you let me know what you wanted to work on. And we uh, set up a program to do that. Um, so it doesn't have to be specific to one or the other. We can train on just about everything if we need to. And in fact, I think we were down there, you, you had a few guys that were going to do extension spring doors. And so we added that into the mix uh, to help, yeah. help them understand that. So that's kind of what we want to do is let everyone get a chance to learn why they're doing what they're doing and how to do it safely and, and uh, wherever it may be. So we were talking a little bit before the show and I was talking about and we talked about MJ. I had power selling pros who who we also hire for training with our CSRs uh, participate in training MJ, our new CSR. And I was we were kind of talking a little bit about this before the show. But you guys know I'm big on company culture 
and trying to create like the best possible workplace. And one of the things that I really undervalued, well, I wouldn't say I undervalued it. I, I didn't quite know how to tackle it. And it felt overwhelming as an owner to look at all my departments and be like, how do I make everybody better? You know, like, where am I going to find time to work with the commercial guys, the residential guys, you know, the office staff, the leadership and the salespeople. And you know what I'm saying? Like, it's overwhelming. So it felt better when I could say, Oh, there's an expert for this. David, can you train my guys in the field on the technical aspect? Great. I'll train them on the sales aspect. And then it's power selling pros. Can you train all my CSRs? Um, perfect. And they're really good at it. Both of you guys are really good at what you do. And it also helps with motive, like motivation. The guys in the field feel more confident and you can tell their production goes up. Like it's more than just going through the process of training. You get like as an owner, there's a, there's a true ROI to it. Now, whether or not it's a hundred percent trackable is obviously unsure. I don't know that it's hundred percent trackable, but if you're paying attention, you can tell that the guys have more confidence, a little bit more of a skip in their step, at least for the next, you know, two, three months. Um, they're, they're willing and able to tackle more jobs than, than they did before. And they understand why they're doing what they're doing, which to me is a big deal because it's hard to uh, really grow unless you know why you're doing what you're doing. So um, what your training has done for us is, is boost the confidence of our guys. Uh, we sent a couple guys up to you, David, at your training facility. We sent resi guys, we sent commercial guys, there with a cool thing, the reason why, one of the main reasons why we sent people to you is because we bring a lot of people in from outside the industry. And what a lot of people don't know about you, David, is that if you train them, they don't have to wait. What is it? A year or two year period in order to take the test and get certified? Well, yeah, they do have to wait. So they, they the residential test, you can take any time. Okay. So that's anybody has that uh, avenue. We are working on something that will might be a little bit of a benefit to those in the uh, in the future. Um, the one thing that does happen, you had uh, a gentleman come down that was doing the fire door training, and he was able mm -hmm. to get some fire drop tests and some points off of that, which, which is a big. benefit. And to what you were saying before, I think that the other thing that resonates with your employees is that, and I make sure to mention this when we talk to them, is you're investing in them that you believe in them, that you're taking the time and the money to put into investing into them. And I think that hearing a different voice and knowing that you are doing that sometimes comes across a little better than a normal in-house training program. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. they take that sometimes as they did something wrong and you're trying to correct something. Yeah. Um, Instead of continued education. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I like that so, perspective and I agree. And I think a lot of guys uh, light up at that, um, that they feel like, hey, they do really value me as an employee, guys and gals. We um, both uh, um, ladies and gentlemen come through the class and they like that. They like yeah. that. And and the guys like, I don't know if it's just me, but my guys feel extra special that we're like 
flying them out somewhere. Yeah. You know, like not a lot of these guys have traveled a lot. Number one. And number two, like, then they're like, wow, he's like bought plane ticket and like hotel room. And I've got like, you know, a food allowance every day. Like it makes him really feel special. And I think that's cool too. And well, you had made mention of that with your sales training, how exciting it was to go out when you just oh, went out the it. first time. And I'm the same way with when going out to training. We all like to be able to go and, and share with other people. And and it does. It feels it feels good. Everybody likes that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I get I get a thrill. Like it's probably one of my favorite things to do, not necessarily like the training part, but just connecting with new people and getting to know them. And it's almost like a challenge to connect with them like as quickly as possible on a level that, that they respect. And, and I love that. Um, I could agree tip, more. If you are flying your team out, I will give you guys some pointers that I have learned the hard way. This may be common knowledge. And as much as I've traveled in my career, you would think I would already know this, but I don't know if this is like a new crackdown with hotels or what, but I don't remember this being an issue. I think we all had expense uh, accounts back in the day, so it wasn't a problem for us. Um, but you can book the flight for your employee, but have them book their own hotel. And then you can reimburse them uh, for the charge of the hotel or call and, and give your card at the end. But here's here's what we bumped into the first time we we flew someone up. Uh, we booked them for the Marriott under my account. And what ended up happening was they couldn't get in because um, even though I booked a room under my account, and I think I even put in the note, it was for so-and-so, whatever, uh, because I wasn't there with my card, they wouldn't let them in. And oh, wow. so uh, I had to be present in order to have them get in their room. So it took us about two or three hours of working with them to get them into the room, which was absurd. But if you are sending your guys out, have them book the room themselves with their card. And then I think you can call before they check out and pay uh, with your card, but they need to, they need to have a card that they can run like incidentals on or whatever. Um, and it needs to be the same person that's checking in. And then it's good practice if you're sending somebody out to pay them like a, uh, like a, what is it called? Like a food allowance. There's a mm -hmm. word for it, but I forgot what it is. Stipend. Yeah. Like a stipend. Um, I know back in the day when I was in software, it was like $35, which isn't a lot. Food's a lot more expensive than that now. So I don't know what the, there's like averages. Will you look that up, Tamara, and see sure. if the, what like the standard stipend for food is? But there's a Marriott. And how far away is that Marriott from you, David? About 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes. It's really right down the street. It's an easy drive. Um, the good thing with Marriott and, and there's a Holiday Inn Express is they will provide breakfast. Um, we provide yeah. lunch as part of the training. So then they only have to cover dinner. Um, and where those hotels are, there's plenty of choices. Uh, so whatever that stipend is, they'll, they'll use it up. Yeah. So you're flying into like Baltimore. Yes. Um, and then driving to Marriott or uh, would you say Holiday Inn Express? Yeah, there's a uh, Owings Mills is the town and uh, it's about 10 to 15 minutes from us. And they have every major brand you, of hotels okay. um, and they all have restaurants and walking distance and 
you know, things to do if they want to keep themselves busy, wandering around a Lowe's or a movie theater or something like that. Looks like Tamara. What is it, Tamara? 55 per day. Oh, wow. It's gone up. That's good though. So, you know, just budget that in when you're, when you're sending your guys out, uh, you know, usually on travel days, if you do, you can prorate that. Like if people are not, you know, they're traveling in the afternoon, they don't really need the whole 55. So you could cut it in half or whatever. Um, give us like, what does a standard day look like? If I'm flying out to you guys, I show up the first morning, what time do you guys get started? So we usually start around nine um, and that's so I can get my, my guys out the door and yep. uh, have room to fit everybody. And then uh, we go till depending on the day four, sometimes five. Um, we start every class usually with some type of PowerPoint or I guess a better term show and tell, or, you know, pass some stuff around, talk about what we're going to be doing. Uh, the PowerPoints are sent to them at the end so they can refer back to them. Um, some of them have wiring diagrams or they may have uh, different pictures of different things that they worked on. And then the rest of the time we're going through different stations. I break them up into groups and they'll, whatever the class may be, uh, they, it's like the residential class. They'll start, one group will do a standard door with torsion and they start from the beginning and go the way through. Another will do extension and then we'll have another group doing low headroom. Uh, and then we, we throw in some service time we spend about uh, four to six hours on different service scenarios and same thing we get them all to at least uh touch you know work through the process yeah um, if they're going to backwind the spring was one of the things we like to show i know your guys like that with that backwinder tool i want all of them to feel what it feels like you know if they're going to use it come along to to lower a section to change out a lower section with a cable puller we want them all to go through it so they understand it so if it doesn't feel right they know it they can stop yeah. you know just get get the understanding of it. Um, and typically at the end of each one of these, we will offer them an opportunity to test, um, whether it's residential, commercial, uh, rolling fire door. So maybe the last hour to two hours of the, well, it's two hours of the class, uh, they'll have an opportunity to test or we'll stay late. If it's a one day class, we'll usually start at the end of class and then they're a little bit later. So most days are two days, right? Most uh, well, we have a couple of variations. So our residential now is, is, is going to three days. So when your guys went through it, we went through two and, and that was, we were long days and we were rushing a lot of stuff in. Yeah. And I wanted it to be a little bit better uh, time for everybody to kind of digest it. Um, the commercial motor class, for instance, is a day, our rolling commercial sectional class is a day. And like the commercial sectional class, we take it, they already know how to put doors in. So it's just from that point on. So we'll, We'll throw in safety bottom brackets. We'll throw in uh, dual spring lines. We do a lot with drums and cables, figuring out cable links and springs for different drum assemblies. So they're normally a day. The fire door class is two days. Um, so that, that's kind of, it depends on the class, how we work it. Um, and then if we do it for a company, if you come to us or we go to you, then we just base it on how much you're looking to get done, how we fit it in. Yeah, I loved how when you came in, you set the stage and kind of surprise everybody with everything starts with the drum. Yes. My guys are looking around like, does this guy know what he's talking about? <laughs> right. And they're like, and after you left, they're like, oh my God, this whole time I'm like, everything starts with the springs. Yes. And when you came in, I was like how you kind of launched everything starts with the drum. 
and everybody's like looking around. And that's probably the thing that everybody knows the least about, right? And so everybody's like, oh yeah, I'm familiar with these. Uh, but I just thought it was really cool that you kind of like threw them off right out of the gate and then you started teaching them about it. And the more people learn about what the numbers on the drums mean and the functionality and how they work and the whole uh, balance of it is is intriguing. And it brought a lot of confidence to my guys to be able to figure that out, too. I thought that was really cool. Well, and one of the things that I've learned with this and, and I was just as guilty as every other door dealer out there, you know, we, we threw a guy in the truck and. Yeah we had them work with one of our better guys and then we gave them opportunities to learn as they went, but no one ever really explained why you did what you do. Mm -hmm. And, and that's a lot of times what we see with this training and a drum is a perfect example of that. Everyone just kind of assumed you throw the drums on. They don't really think much about it. Why you would tighten the left one down first, why you, you know, why it affects the springs if you're not, you know, switch drums. So there's a lot that goes into it that, and they never were taught that because of the way we kind of all went through training people. And it's hard to train when you're just sending them out with somebody because that person, you have to give them time to train. And typically our best intention is, but then real life comes in and we're asking them to pick up an extra service or we're sending them out to do a job that maybe is a 10 hour job and we want them to get done in eight because they got an extra person now. And it just isn't, it's hard to do that without dedicating the time to it and spending the time to do that. And as a business owner, that's hard to pull yourself away to do it and take that time just to spend going over little things like that. Consistency in everything, including price, reliability, quality, not just quality, but great quality control. These are things that describe Somer USA. Somer's not some startup company not one that you need to be worried about going out of business in the near future. Somer's a two, Somer and their family of businesses are $200 million companies. They're in over 100 countries, and they have locations in 20 countries. This is a large organization who stands behind their product and works through integrity. And there's not another company out there willing to drop what they're doing and help you out like Somer. These guys are awesome. Not only have they been loyal to the Torsion Talk podcast, they've been loyal to the technicians and the owners of the companies who install their product. In my opinion, if you're not at least offering Somer as an additional option, you're cheating yourself. Listen, first-time dealers, I've got a special for you. If you buy 10 or more Somers, between now and the end of the season six, while supplies last, we will offer you free shipping. You have no more excuses. The prices are great. The product is amazing. Go check out Somer USA and order 10 for free shipping. I'm going to tell you guys a marketing secret. You want to gain more social media likes, shares, and follows? People love unique and cool projects. There are no better photos to share than the ones on Schweiss Doors social accounts. These guys post some incredible things. Make sure to go there and like and share their Facebook and Instagram post with your business account. So if you like their business account, you can share their uh, their post. The bifold doors are awesome. 
and they're doing some great projects that will go viral on social media if you share them. Go right now to Schweiss Door on Facebook and check out some of the projects they share and like their page. Oh, and don't forget, no one builds a better bifold than Schweiss. Yeah, we built a training center here. I know you know that, but it's been hugely beneficial because I don't agree with the idea of infield training for quite some time. I want them to like, uh, we've even had people come here and be like, Hey, I've got so many years experience, blah, blah, blah. And so I'll bring them over here because you know, everybody, how do you know? Right. I mean, you, you can talk the talk or whatever, but, uh, I remember we had one guy and he was like, I haven't done doors in like eight years but you know, I used to be really good at it, blah, blah, blah. So we came over here, blah, blah, blah. That's going to be my new thing. Uh, we came over here to the training center and I put a, um, a sawhorse up against the jam, slammed the door on top of it, pulled a chair out and was like, all right, fix it. And the door was like out of track, all wonky. And he had it back in track and functioning properly, you know, five minutes or so and i was like you haven't done doors in eight years he's like nope i was like you're hired yeah he knew what he was doing <laughs> he did it safely and he did it quick and i was like all right you know what you're doing i'd so- recommend anybody do what you've done there because one of the biggest things i've found in the years i've had hiring people is if they are working with someone they understand it all right they they get it but they don't have the confidence and mm-hmm. until they're on their own doing it they're not going to gain it. And it's hard to put them in a situation where they have to gain it while the homeowner's there yeah. or in a, an uncontrolled situation where you can do that there. Give them the confidence before they go out. A lot of the people, I think that's what happens. I've, I've had it. I had a guy that worked with me for a while. He had some driving issues. So he was with me probably about a year. And I would we would come up to jobs and let's say it was a spring change. And I would be on the phone answering phone calls, returning emails or texts, and he would go in and have it done 25 minutes. Perfect. Every time. Knew what to do, knew what spring to put on there. We sent him out on his own, and it, it just overwhelmed him. And he mm. couldn't handle that pressure. Now he had to make the decision, or if something went wrong, it was on him, where before it was always on me, or it was on the lead guy. So you know, total psychological. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I agree with that, because you know I've had installers who've done a killer job installing in here in the training center and we send them out and it's like, they just struggle. And then you have yeah. some guys who are really good at like book smart, but then, you know, app like application actually hands-on they struggle, but they know what to do. It's just, they struggle doing it. So you yeah, get a little mixture of everything. Yeah. And it's a little bit of that, giving them a little bit to go out and make a mistake and realize it's okay and come back in. And that's hard to do. You know, you send them in a truck, you're expecting some results and yeah. it's, it's hard to give them that leeway, but a training center, at least you give them an opportunity here. You're by yourself. I'm going to come back in an hour, see where you are. Yeah. And, and to make a, you know, help them out at that point. Yep. I agree. I, I think that you said something a second ago that was like, I, I think is the key to training altogether. And that is, you know, we want you to make mistakes. Don't be afraid of screwing it up, you know, here now. This is, if you're not screwing something up, then you, I don't think you're trying hard enough, yeah. uh, you know? So it's like when I sat down with MJ 
and I left her in that room to answer phones by herself. She looked panicked. And I was like, look, I hired you because I trust you. I said, you have a background in dispatch. Just be yourself, have fun. If you don't do it perfect, it's fine. Like it's fine. And if, if what's the worst case that could happen, somebody hangs up or yells at you, it's fine. We don't want them anyway. Right. And, and I said, just tell them you're new and you're in training. And this is your first phone call, taking it by yourself. People yeah. love it. They eat it up. They're like, Oh my God. Okay. You know? And so it's so much easier when you do that and it helps everybody relax, but don't try to hide it. I, I think where, where guys in the field, you can't really do that. You know, you can't walk in and be like, oh, you're my first customer <laughs> ever no. in person. And a lot of them don't want to admit they made mistakes because they're feeling that you may take them back off the road. Right. You know, we send them out there and they, and so you find out a lot of times you get a call back later that they did something wrong and you go out there and you like, you knew better than this. Why didn't you say anything? And they're afraid to tell you they made a mistake. So you have to let that be known up front. We expect yeah. them. It's okay. And finishing the thought from the beginning, I genuinely believe one of the greatest ways to increase your culture is to invest in your people. And one of the greatest ways to do that is through training and improvement, um, you know, helping them feel like you're investing in them. And, and what better way than to make them, you know, better at their job. It's going to get them home sooner. It's going to make them more effective. They're going to make more money. You're going to make more money. I, I just feel all the way around like there there are no negatives to it other than it costs money up front. Like there's a monetary expense to it, but there is a return. Like I mentioned earlier, and yeah, I might not be able to measure like every dollar, but if you do it, you will see. And this, this is not a paid advertisement, by the way, y'all. I know I'm pitching it pretty hard. But it's keep going, keep going. Yeah, no, I mean, it's because I believe in it, right? And I've seen the results of what it's done. You know, I got guys that are hanging, you know, I'm they're frustrated with me right now because I haven't signed them up for their final course or their, you know, their next certification or their training with you. And so, so I got to get on that. But at the same time, I mean, they're excited about it and they like it. And whether we send them up to you or we had you come in for two days, you spent one day with our resi team and one day with our commercial team. I, I had, um, I don't know if you remember my project manager, she was with us part-time at that time. We just made her full-time. She came over uh, to, to watch the training and I had lunch with her the other day. And that's, she said, Ryan, she said, I'll be honest with you. I know that I'm not a field person, but being in that training with David, helped me out tremendously. Like it helped me understand so that I knew like when they said this parts on back order or, you know, whatever, like I, I had an idea or if the field guys are hung up and they, you know, they're telling me what the situation is, I have a better understanding of what's going on. And so even the office staff, I think got a lot out of it. So I think it's sure. huge. And then we, on the sure. resi side, we even had our, our door sales people, I like to, I like to hire people from outside the industry in all aspects for the most part. And our, our door design consultants, they have never been in the garage door industry before coming here. Well, one of them had a little bit of experience. Um, his dad was, a, owns a door company, but uh, very little. And so 
when you when you are sitting in on a technical conversation and learning how to install high lift, it makes you that much better at selling high lift. So you're right. You feel comfortable with it. Yeah. If you and in fact, if I remember correctly, she was, uh, I had, we had her wine in the spring, um, or back wine in the spring. Mind? Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. And she jumped in. She wanted to, uh, to learn. So awesome. now that, yeah, it, you know, back to one of the things you had said, you, when you talk about culture and for everybody that watches this to understand, it does go with your culture. And one of the things that blew me away when I was there training was your morning meeting. And in fact, I snuck in on one when, when mm -hmm. uh, you guys were having one when uh, we we're doing the fire door training. That when you invest in your people and they, they take pride every morning when you talk about the numbers and what they accomplished. Mm -hmm. And then you invest in them with the training. Well, now, you know, the, the people that maybe were newer are getting excited. Like I can start bringing in more. I know more. I can, my numbers can increase, get more notice. And it really, uh, it goes hand in hand. It definitely yeah. goes hand in hand. I agree. Well, you're freaking awesome, dude. What you do for the industry is lacking uh, in a huge way. You know, you have these old school guys that's just passing down information and always view it like that little game when you sit a bunch of kids in a circle and have them whisper, you know, something in one ear and they come around, it comes back and yeah. it's totally different. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of what's happened in our industry, in my opinion. Um, and so to have people like yourself out there, that's, you know, Hey, this is from the horse's mouth. This is how you do it correctly. And there's, and the thing about garages, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Right. Some right, some wrong, but you have multiple ways to do it. Right. Multiple ways to do it wrong, but the job still gets done but there's ways to do it safer, uh, more efficient. And be, you know, even my most experienced guy was like, I asked him, I said, you know, what'd you learn? And he's like, he said, you know, I might be faster in my methods, but I found safer ways to do it in more complicated situations. And he said, with my age, uh, it's beneficial. It was very helpful. Good. And, um, you know, I, I, that makes me happy, you know, because you got a veteran who's learning and I'd like to take, I'd like to talk a little bit about this before we jump off real quick. Uh, you know, I think as, as an owner, if you're sending your guys off to training or having David come in, it, there's some value in maybe having a conversation with your staff, just prepping them mentally that, you know, Hey, nobody here knows it all. Uh, probably not even David, but I want you all to be sponges, you know, and have an attitude of gratitude and go in there and learn as much as humanly possible. And if nothing else, it's just a refresher. Um, and, and that's okay. Uh, we, but, and we're all learning every way. I learn from each one of these trainings I do, you know, yeah. that's one of the things I do enjoy about it is, is getting to meet different people from different companies, different ways. And everyone will show their different ways. And there is always a better way, a different way to do things. And no one does know it all. And I, I, what I like to tell people is I don't know it all, but I know who to call. Yeah. And that's basically what it is. If you ask me a question, no, I don't have the answer. But fortunately, with 30 plus years in the business, I have someone I can reach out to yeah. to help get us the answer. 
And that's, that's kind of what I look to do. And one of the things we offer everyone that does come through the training is I give them my cell phone number. And I tell them, if you have, if you run into a situation, send me a picture with a text of what you're working on. And if I'm available, I'm going to give you a help or I'll call you back when I can and, and help you get through this because they do get a lot of information when they go through the class and remembering it when it actually needs to be applied is sometimes hard. Yeah. So uh, we try to offer that to them as well so they can continue to, to grow and, and keep going. You know, that's what we want. You know, I always thought about when, when we're a little bit more mature hiring these like uh, older guys who may have gotten hurt or their bodies just can't keep up having them maybe just sit in a call center and support guys in the field or kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's value in what you're doing. There is definitely value in that. I have technology these days. I mean, you could do zoom or FaceTime and walk people through. I mean that, listen, David, I know this is going to make you squeal a little bit, but I came back from California with four and a half days of training and no prior knowledge of garage doors or tools and launched my company. That is dangerous. I've heard a lot of stories like that, but you know, as well as I do that, no one, no one really, other than maybe uh, Mike Batoff has set out to be a garage door installer. Right. They fell into it. Yeah. We all just one day ended up somewhere installing garage doors. And so it wasn't like, you would go get training anywhere, right. you know, when you're not an electrician or a plumber or you went to school for it, we all just kind of were thrown into a situation. Yep. I was blessed to have a good trainer out in California and he was on the show, uh, probably about four or five episodes ago. And I would, I mean, FaceTime, like I would just call him, Hey man, here's what I got. Are you available to FaceTime? Fire it up, send them pictures, whatever. And, you know, I would get frustrated with him because sometimes he wouldn't explain it in a simple enough way. You need to take the, you know, the drum and in bearing plate and blah, blah. And I'm like, bro, I, I, all these terms are freaking, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, can you explain what an in bearing plate looks like? I, I don't remember, you know, I mean, I hadn't even learned all the terms yet. No, so I imagine so. I was, I was literally studying online every night. Uh, and I'd fall asleep to like, uh, those graphs of garage doors with all the names of all the parts trying to learn them all. So, uh, I, I felt helpless in some cases, but, but I had, I had Larry and that was super helpful. And so, um, I just think you're a blessing to our industry and I, I really appreciate it. And that's why I wanted to have you on. And, um, you know, I know it probably feels like a huge pitch, um, to our listeners, but I, maybe I, I am, I'm pitching that you invest in your people, whether it's through David or power selling pros or <clears throat> me. Um, and you can, <laughs> you see how I do that? Uh, you can, you can, your people will appreciate it and it, and it counts towards your culture. Like that is something that's going to improve your culture and make your team trust you more and work harder for you. And, uh, and a lot of times we have to take that first step. And so I really appreciate you, David, for everything you do. And, um, and, you know, I know that you're doing it right. That's the biggest thing. And so I appreciate that keeping guys safe, doing it right, teaching them multiple methods 
all different spring systems. My guys even came back and told me they knew how to change out a Wayne Dalton torque master, which I was like, oh, well, you guys are the only ones. No one else knows here. So <laughs> congratulations. Uh, but yeah, I mean, now my guys have more knowledge about certain things than even myself. And I mean, some of these new guys coming in know more than me because they've been through more sophisticated training than I have. So good job, man. Well, I appreciate that. And I appreciate everything you're doing to help spread the word. And I, I couldn't agree more. Get your people trained. However it is, offer training, invest in your people. We all have that same issue of finding people. You got to invest in the ones you have. And to your point, create a culture that people want to come to you for a job. And that's, that's up to us as business owners to do that. And so I understand that from, from both perspectives. Um, but yeah, get the training, get the sales training, get the, the installation training, get, you know, whatever training you can get to help your people. Cause if, if, if you do invest in them, they're going to remember it. You can't be afraid that they're going to go out and be a competitor. Use it against you. Yeah. Yeah. And really, to be honest with you, I, you know, I train a lot of my competitors. Um, I have companies that send their new people to me or send their people to me. I'd rather be competing with people that were of similar thoughts and culture than someone that just grabs a pickup truck. Right. Yeah. So you got to look at it from that standpoint. If you're training them, at least you know that they're doing things right. Raise and I, I would rather yeah, raise the bar and compete against people that are of like somewhat likability, um, that they're not going to bring the market down, but raise it up. Yep. And hey, I don't know if you've raised your prices yet, but that was a conversation you and I had that you should raise your prices. But if he has it, you guys better book it before he does, because the value he delivers is a lot more than what he's charging. So uh, get in while it's still there. Um, and so I, I just encourage you to check it out. Uh, hugely beneficial. You, you will get a return on your investment. Uh, send the right guys who want to learn. Obviously he can't work miracles. If you send somebody who doesn't want to learn, it, it's not going to work. But if you do send people who want to learn, they're going to come back better for it. And that's our wrap up today. Tamara, you got anything? Nope. I think that that's fantastic. And I can definitely agree. The people that we've talked to in GDU and also in Aaron overhead doors really feel like having gone to see Dave and being invested in, in that way has really like shaped their perspective. So kudos to you. Just calling you Dave. What are you, are y'all friends? Yeah. I feel yeah. like we're friends. I listen to his I'm voice playing. every week when I, I uh, do, do the, the podcast. podcast for Greg. <laughs> She's putting together the little audio file. So we may have her. to change that one. I'm getting well, tired listen, of hearing it. Yeah. Well, repetitiveness, repetitiveness, same thing over and over. It works. Well, listen, thank you. And guys, if you guys haven't, uh, make sure you subscribe to such and such media YouTube channel. We're doing committed to culture uh, video series. And if you are interested in improving as a leader, uh, we have a great resource for that. It's called Garage Door U. You can find that at garagedooru.com. You can sign up. We actually have about 30 business owners all broken into groups and non-competitive markets. And uh, they're discussing challenges, how to improve uh, everything from employee issues all the way down to marketing, sales, uh, structure, handbooks, you name it. Uh, all those conversations are happening every single day. 
and uh, it's a great resource. So uh, hit us up if you're interested. You can apply at garageroyu.com. There's even some testimonial videos on there if you want to watch those. But we really appreciate you guys following along. I love when you guys, I got another guy that hit me up today on uh, Facebook. Let's see, let me pull it up. Roberto uh, just hit me up and was like, he's been listening to the podcast. Uh, he started his company, 22 years old, hardly any door experience. And seven years later, been growing and he's ready to take it to the next level. That's exciting. I love hearing those messages. That's great. Well, the first thing you can do, Roberto, is reach out to my man here and get some, uh, get your team some training. See how I did that? Yeah, I like it. Live <laughs> right into it. All right. I led him to GDU, but he and I are going to jump on a call. Uh, but listen, thanks for everybody listening. Pay attention. And, um, you know, if you guys want to, you can hit me up on Facebook. I talk to everybody. So I just wanted to say that I appreciate you guys following along. And if you need anything, hit me up. Hope you guys have a wonderful and safe day. Stay cool. It's hot out there. Have a wonderful day.